Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Glad to have you with us again today, folks. Again, I'm with Pastor Max Buchanan, or if you want to be more formal, Pastor Maxwell Buchanan. We call him <laughs> Pastor Max, and all other sorts of names. But yes, uh, Max, good to see you. Yeah, good to be here. And I'm a relatively informal person, so yes, you are. And I'll respond to just about anything. We were we were saying, what was it, Max Matthew? Because you were saying yeah. that it, you were getting Matt and Max I, confused. I do. So yeah, we're just, Matthew is my new. You guys can all call Max me that. You, Max, yeah. you, but there it's. You we're uh, we're certainly glad to have him on staff at Cloverdale. He is our <laughs> associate pastor and in and, and the lead pastor when it comes to uh, teaching ministry and, and runs that and runs our small group programs and and God has gifted him as a fabulous speaker, which you're going to know in December because he is going to be uh, on the air on Sundays starting in December with his own show at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings for those that are uh, that are home on that time and you can listen to them later on in the week go to the archives and we'll tell you more about it uh with the week coming up before it, it happens but we're excited about that so the bible says this in the 15th chapter verse 18 through 25 and this is jesus words in john 15 8 through 18 through 25 if the world hates you keep in mind that it hated me first he's talking to the disciples if you belong to the world it would love you as its own As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember that I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. That's an interesting line, isn't it? Mm -hmm. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come, and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. That's another interesting line. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen and yet have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. Well, this, there are some very interesting verses there that I guess on the normal I just don't really think about that have some pretty pretty heavy meaning. And Max, of course, uh, and some of you wonder why I'm having Max do John is because he just led a very in-depth study in our church, the book of John. And so he's very familiar with what's going on. So Max, I'll let you... Yak a little bit about it? Yeah, most definitely. And again, if you want to go over to our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org, under the media tab where you find the sermons, if you just keep scrolling, all of our classes are on there. So I have an apologetics one. Uh, I have the book of John that we've done, and we have uh, another dive deeper one. And so there's some cool stuff in there that you can definitely uh, spend some time listening to and such. And I think that they're worthwhile. And especially the John one was just so much fun to do. And it, we, we, took it really slow and went verse by verse so it was really good and uh, And as we're and plus they can see your handsome face exactly (laughs) i have a i have a face for radio the people say um and so as we jumped into 
John chapter 15 as we were down in verse 18 starting that whole thing. It goes into this idea of Jesus being hated by the world and talking about how we are hated by the world. He says, hey, it's nothing new. Look at how they treated me. That's how the world's going to continue to treat Christians, right? And we know that that's true for all of the apostles, right? Like Besides John, and they were trying to actively kill John. Finally, they're like, oh, we'll throw him out on this rock in the middle of the sea to be in prison. And then he has revelation and, you know, so on and so forth. But it's like a lot of the other disciples. And even uh, Paul the Apostle, as he was, you know, selected by the Holy Spirit later to really be that, what everybody kind of believes the the 12th, um, you know, apostle, like the 12th disciples, as they kind of continue into there, they, you know, the apostles chose Matthias, uh, Matthias before, but it really looks like, sorry, I might owe him an apology in heaven, but it looks like Paul, the apostle, uh, is the one that God had selected. And that, you know, reigns true. Cause he went to the, you know, the known world at that time and spread the gospel, but they were beating him and they believe he was blind because he was beaten so many times. And so Christians in that day and age have a rough go at it. Many Christians in many parts of the world still have a rough go at it. And Jesus is encouraging us here saying, I ultimately went to the cross and died for my faith. So they're going to actively persecute you. But he says, I've separated you from that. And that's the idea of holiness. Holiness is separation from the world. And so he says it, not using the word holiness of summing it up, but all throughout the Old Testament, as we look at God's standard of holiness, it looks different than the world. It's separate from the world. And as we get into the New Testament, that's what Jesus comes and shows us, is that he's separate from the world. He's different than the world. He's holy. And so we need to seek him and seek his holiness. And uh, I think that that's just really key for us to learn in this day and age, because there's such a movement that wants the church to look a lot more like the world or wants to take worldly doctrines and just shove them into the church. Friends, that's not going to work. And we know it's not going to work because we're set aside for the purposes of God because we are called to be a holy people. And we're part of the holiness movement. And that's what I love is this, this, you know, significance on that idea of being separate from the world. Are we separated from the world? Because the world ultimately hates us as Christians. They don't have, you know, any desire for the things of God. They want to look completely different than the things of God. And it can end in persecution. However, we know that the God of the universe that orchestrated this whole thing that's in charge of everything really just sees it as a blip on the radar and ultimately eternity with him is far greater. And we have that opportunity because the world hated Jesus in the same way and put him on that cross to die for our sins. And it's kind of interesting because it ultimately fulfilled the purpose of God. So we see all this evil and it should be encouraging to us, even looking at the crucifixion story, as we see, you know, Judas totally concerned by Satan and going out and selling out Jesus. And yet in the midst of that entirety of evil, God works it out to forgive our sins. Like, and that's what God's continuing to do is as there's all this evil in the world, as long as the church stands up and rises up, it's like our God's going to take care of us because he's so much greater, so much bigger. And he separated us out for his purposes. Well, and in this little verse, just in the middle of this whole thing, 20 verse 20 part B, if they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. Mm-hmm. He's telling these disciples, look, if you teach and you're, you're teaching under my authority and this and that, and they, they listen to me, they obeyed me, yeah. they will obey you. Yeah. It's like you and I today as we teach in the church. Yeah. Is you know, we are laying things out from the Word of God. It says people will listen. Yeah, and it's so crucial for us as pastors, right, to do our due diligence and make sure that we're, you know, uh, 
preaching from God's word. That's why we always say we want everybody to be in a Bible believing church because right. this is the core right here. This is what God has revealed to us. We believe that God can still speak, but he's not saying anything contradictory to his word. And there's people in this day and age that are like, oh, I know God's word says this, but I prayed about it and God revealed it to me. If anybody's telling you that, run a mile a minute yes. away. Amen. If we're falling from the standard of God's word, then we are in serious trouble. When we look to this, we need to uh, you know, fall in love with God's word. And what's interesting is as he continues to call out the Pharisees and the religious people of those days, he essentially says in this chapter, he was like, they look to me, they think they're fulfilling my words, but they're actually not of me at all. They're actually belong to the world. And uh, I think that that's fair warning for us is that they're still false prophets. There's still oh, yeah. prosperity gospel out yes. there. They're leading people astray and just after people's money and just doing, uh, you know, dumb things. And so we need to be really discerning on where we put our trust in those that are uh, discipling us. And we need to uh, make sure that the word of God backs everything that they're saying. And we need to be in good Bible believing churches. I agree. What do you think about this verse, Max? Just gonna let, get your take. Verse 24, if I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. Yeah, so it's interesting. He's proving he's the Messiah, and he's bringing forth this message, right? He's bringing forth the message that uh, his kingdom, the kingdom of God, isn't going to be established like they think here on earth, but it's going to be established in heaven, and he proves that he is God by doing these miracles. So it's really just a defense of his divinity, not that he needs to defend it, but it's a reminder for us of his divinity. He's saying that there's people around who are supposedly looking for the Messiah that have completely missed him, not only have I proved it, but now they're guilty of their sin because they can no longer atone for their sins in the same way that they had. They can no longer, uh, you know, kill these sacrifices and that's good enough. Now they have this new covenant that they need to step into with Jesus, and that's going to ultimately lead them to peace and salvation in him. But however, if they continue on in their own ways, they're guilty of the sin as it is because ultimately the sinless, spotless lamb, like John the Baptist, confessed totally and completely at the very beginning, which many of these people are around, like people wrestling with their faith, like Nicodemus are coming to understand, like the disciples have been revealed to, like the Holy Spirit will continue as we step into the book of Acts, revealed to people is that ultimately, right, we're accountable to uh, the Holy Spirit is continuing to minister to us and we're accountable that we need to receive Christ in order to have salvation in him, that there's nothing we can do now in our day and age to atone for our sins besides coming under the grace of Jesus Christ. Well, kind of on a different note, uh, but but made me think of when you were talking, isn't it interesting that when Jesus chose his disciples, he didn't go choose a bunch of scholars that were biblical scholars, I mean, you know, that had all the knowledge of him. They chose people that that fishermen, people that worked in the world, the tax collector who was, you know, hated by people yeah. to follow him. Isn't that interesting, though, how he used ordinary people to change the world? Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, I just think that it's it's really proves that he is God because here he takes these people that no one would ever listen to. And then as you get through the, the Gospels and into the book of Acts, you see how God uses all of them to spread this message and do so pretty eloquently. And that just shows that the boldness and, uh, you know, in their and uh, their good speaking and everything like that is exclusively from God and that it's all a work of God. 
Well, I agree with that. Hey, folks, we are so glad you listened today. These these are great uh, passages. These are all by Jesus. Tomorrow is going to be straight by Jesus, too. It's going to be, I think, the last part of the 15th chapter and then into the 16th chapter. And uh, Max is going to join us again tomorrow. And I hope you will, too. And I hope your day is filled with God's glory and you love him with all your heart, soul, and mind, and that you would be a difference maker in the community. God loves you, and I pray you have a great, great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.